Welcome to this virtual service at Westchester Chapel. Thanks for listening to this message that comes directly from God's Word. To hear more, visit westchesterchapel.org and click on Media. Now grab your Bible as we dig into it together. There is a truth. I was one way, and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was Him, Jesus. This was the response of the character of Mary Magdalene in the series, The Chosen. When asked about her healing, when Jesus stepped into her, to her life and spoke his words to her, she was completely changed, healed, freed, and started walking in his new direction or way for her life. And she was also called to participate in the unique way He created her to participate in Jesus' mission on earth to save others, those who are also going the wrong way, and call them back to God. Sadly, we see that later in the story, Mary starts to believe the lies of the enemy and turns away from Jesus and the truth of his word and goes back to her old life. Now, this is not an actual biblical account, but the author uses creative license to portray a scenario that can happen in real life. When we don't guard the word, we turn from the truth, away from the truth, away from our trust in God. In this picture, we see the fish, each one uniquely created by God. Some are moving towards faith or trusting God, And some are moving away from faith to no faith or trust in God. The difference is the word. The word of truth moves us to faith, trust in God. But lies or false teaching moves us away from faith or trust in God. So let's go back to the story of Mary Magdalene in The Chosen. In his great love, Jesus sends two of his disciples to bring his word to Mary and call her back, as he does for us and all his children. So the takeaway is that we must be careful to guard the word of truth given us by God that keeps us moving in the right direction towards faith and trust in God. So today we we come to the end, it's hard to believe, of 1 Timothy. So we're going to first do a little review before getting into today's verses. An essential lesson we take away from this letter Paul wrote to Timothy is to hold on to the truth and teach, encourage, and even correct others all in love as brothers and sisters, as a family, to hold on to God's truth. For as we saw with the church in Ephesus, Our faith in God and his word of truth will come under attack, both from outside and inside the church. We hold on to the truth because we know that this truth comes from God himself, and it is supernaturally revealed through prophets, apostles, those inspired to write the scriptures, and by God's own Son, Jesus Christ, the living word. Through his word, God reveals to us his plan of salvation. God reveals who he is and what he wills for us. He is our foundation. Through his word, God shows us how we ought to live. 
and how we are to worship him. In this letter, Paul has given us much practical advice from God on how we are to live, how we are to take care of the vulnerable, the widows, the children, the elderly, both in our biological families and in our church families, and how we are to show respect for everyone, even those in need of correction, even those not in our church community, and even our enemies. Through this study, we have also been warned of the pitfalls of money and the love of money and other temporal, earthly things that we are tempted to set our minds and hearts on. And so this word points us to the eternal one so we can have the right perspective, the eternal perspective. So as we come to the end of this letter, this word of truth that comes from God himself that has, has encouraged us to live out our faith. That is why this series is called Live Out the Gospel of Christ. Through holiness or godly living, we hold on to our faith. Acts 2.45 says, hold on to the faith by practicing and professing the truth. So today we're going to see the connection between truth and faith truth and faith. In today's verses, we will see that Paul chooses at this point to end by reaffirming Timothy's call or charge. As Pastor Jim taught, this charge or call is really a command directly from God. And Pastor Jim showed how the language Paul uses in this letter builds in intensity as he continuously encourages Timothy in his call or command. This command is the mission of G that Jesus gives to all his disciples. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. This command is also recorded in Mark 16, 15 and 16. And he, Jesus, said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So in these verses, we see that we are called by God himself to disciple, to teach, to preach, or proclaim the gospel, the word of truth. This is what, what we are called to proclaim on Wednesdays. We proclaim truth so that we don't turn to lies, so that we hold on to our faith. And we also proclaim so that others can believe and put their faith in God and be saved. Now, me, we must always remember that this can only be done with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, 7 to 8, Jesus says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so Jesus has promised to be with us and give us power by the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses, 
to proclaim, to teach, and to preach the gospel. So it is not in our strength or power that we participate in this mission. Note here that while the mission is the same, each church community may differ in the way God leads them by the Spirit to fulfill this mission. I call this the vision, the unique way God calls each church community to carry out his mission. We have studied Timothy's call as a pastor to address the specific needs of the church in Ephesus. So let's go back to review this call before going on to today's verses. And I want you to turn with me in your Bibles, right? We're talking about the word of truth. So let's turn together and I'm going to read from 1 Timothy 1.3. In 1 Timothy 1.3, it says, As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain peoples not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. So here in verse 3, Timothy's call or command is to stay. Sometimes God calls us to stay. Sometimes God calls us to move. Sometimes God calls us to go elsewhere, or sometimes he calls us to stay and wait. That is why we must seek God's will. So in this instance, God calls or what we, we can say also, God's word or command for Timothy is to remain in Ephesus as a pastor, as a teacher and leader of the church there. And as we have been studying also, Timothy is also specifically commanded to teach others not to believe or teach lies. Timothy must make sure others do not teach any different doctrine myth, genealogy, anything false that promotes speculations rather than faith in God. So Timothy is commanded to teach truth that promotes faith in God. Again, note the connection between teaching truth and faith in God. Let's go down to verses 18 and 19 there. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made by you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. Here again, Paul is entrusting Timothy with this charge or command. Paul is entrusting, that is assigning Timothy to this sacred responsibility. I call it sacred because that which is entrusted here, as it says in this verse, is in accordance or agreement with the prophecies. In other words, Timothy is entrusted with the word of God. So here, Paul is only reaffirming entrusting Timothy with the word that has already been spoken to Timothy and about God's call or command to Timothy. Paul tells Timothy to hold on to the faith here. So looking at this verse, I want you to look at this verse. What is the opposite of not holding on to faith? 
Pastor Linda. Thank you. <laughs> Shipwreck. What does that mean? Means you wrecked your ship. <laughs> <laughs> you destroy it, right? And you can't you can't go in the right direction if you destroy your ship, right? So again, note the connection between the word of truth and faith. The word is needed to have faith and to hold on to that faith. In Romans 10, 17, Paul says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is the word about Christ, the gospel, which means good news. That is why it's essential to our faith in God to know the truth of the word. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is believing, trusting in God and his word, putting our trust in God alone and his salvation. So let's turn now together to Romans 4, verse 3. And it says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted or credited to him, depending on the version you have, as righteousness. Here Paul is quoting from Genesis, the Old Testament scripture. In Genesis, we see the story of Abram, and when he believes God, he responds in obedience to God's word or God's command to him, and it is counted as righteousness. And let's go down to verse 5 and 6. And to the one who does not work but believes or puts his faith in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So here again, we see the connection between believing the word and putting our faith in God. It is not a work. It is by faith that we are justified and can stand righteous before God. For without the word of truth, we cannot have faith. We would be lost. This is why the truth is so essential, because hearing the truth of the word with the help of the Holy Spirit is what leads us to faith in God. That brings us to today's closing verses. And we're going to turn now to 1 Timothy 6, verses 20 and 21. O Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradiction of what is falsely called knowledge. For by professing it, some have swerved from the faith grace be with you. Amen. All these versions tell to Timothy to guard or protect that which was entrusted, the truth. And so what is he guarding from? The lies. Some in the church at Ephesus thought they had special knowledge and had created arguments to try and prove their thinking was right. They may have felt very smart or special, important, superior, or self-righteous. But unfortunately, this knowledge was not special. It was not based on truth, not based on facts. So it could not lead to faith in God. It led to just the opposite. Paul calls it speculations, the forming of a theory or a conjecture without firm evidence, the believing of a lie we said before, shipwrecks our faith. So we must be careful when we say something 
or feel something and speak it as if it is truth without firm evidence. This is something the Lord had to deal with me in. Being a person with strong opinions, I often like to state my opinions. And it was important for me to prove myself right. Argue with others I thought were in error. And sometimes what I was saying may even have been based on a truth that came from scripture, but the manner in which it was said was not, for the truth must always be spoken out in love, the desire for the other person's best. And sometimes the desire was just to be right or show how smart we can be or how much knowledge we have over the other person. But God showed me it is not about my opinions or my feelings or my thoughts about what is right or wrong. It was not about me at all, but about God and his words. I must admit that I'm still learning to guard my mouth, my words. For what I say might influence others wrongly, hurt them, and even hinder my witness. But I recognize that this is something it is sometimes better not to say anything than to hinder the gospel message of truth that the Holy Spirit wants to bring through my life so he can use me to bring others to faith in God. So let's all remember it's about the word that leads others to faith. So that is why Paul says again and again in different ways, avoid the irreverent babble and the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Here Paul calls this irrelevant babble. Babble means to talk foolishly or excessively, to make meaningless or unintelligible sounds, or to reveal something by talk that is too free. It is also like the sound of running water when everyone is talking at the same time and all you hear is noise, babble, babble, babble. Reminds of the Tower of Babel, when languages were confused and no one could understand. Babel creates confusion, contradictions, and division, and no one is clear about what the truth is anymore. This is dangerous. As Paul says, it does not lead to faith in Christ. We certainly can relate to this when we hear so many arguments on the left and on the right. And it's hard to distinguish what is true and what is not. And we must be very careful of media that calls itself truth, but promotes lies. Paul describes those who engage in this as wandering from the faith, departing from the truth. It is the cause of sin from the very beginning that has affected mankind ever since. Believing a lie, doubting God's word, did God really say that? So Paul tells Timothy to guard the deposit entrusted to you. To guard is to watch over in order to protect or control as a soldier in God's army. A pastor is formally charged or assigned to protect a person or persons God has entrusted them to teach the truth about him that brings them to faith that helps them to hold on to the faith. 
Pastors are also entrusted to warn us, to teach us about the places or situations that will cause us to, to sin and depart from our faith that will result in injury or damage and eventually death to us and to others. So this is serious business. So what is the deposit Timothy is entrusted to God? This word deposit in Greek is parathiki, is a word related to money. Like when money is deposited in a bank, those in charge there have a sacred obligation to keep the money secure and even to increase it or make it grow. Timothy and all pastors and all of us who are entrusted with the gospel, we have a sacred obligation to this message. This is the good news of the gospel. As Paul would say, anything else is no gospel or no good news at all. In this Advent season, we have the good news of Jesus. It is not our aim to be right about things that don't really matter. People's lives are in the balance. This word is not just any word. As we studied in Timothy, this word comes from God himself. He who is blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in inapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can, the eternal one that we honor. So this word is like no other. This word is spirit and life. Anything opposite is death and destruction. But our aim is love, the highest good for others. As Paul says in 1 Timothy 1.5, the aim of our charge is to love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Again, we see faith. Sincere faith in God comes from his truth. Paul ends his letter again, grace to you. Paul knows that it is the truth of the gospel that produces faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, but it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. We receive God's gift of grace through the hearing of the word of truth. And that word, that living word produces faith in God, trust in God, his way of salvation through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Paul encouraged Timothy in his call, and we also are to encourage one another. For us here who are mothers, grandmothers, pastors, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, we are called to encourage our children rather than always pointing out their faults. Let us encourage them in the call, in the command God has spoken over their lives. Well, we may not know exactly what that is in the unique way God has called. That may not be clear yet, but they are all called to mission. So let us encourage them, deposit the work in them, tell them the truth of the word. Start with Jeremiah 29, 11. Remind them that God has a good plan for their lives so that they too can hold on to the faith. And in this Christmas season, let us also go and share this good news with our children, with our family, with all others, especially now, 
so they too can hear the truth of the word and put their faith in God. Thank you. Pastor Jim, will you pray? <laughs> thank you. Father, uh, we thank you uh, for this message and the strength of it and the reminder, uh, Lord, of this truth which you've given us, Lord, instead of walking around not knowing what to do, how to serve you, um, how to please you, you make it uh, very clear to us, Lord. So we just give you all honor and praise for this. And um, Lord, we ask that you would make this firm in our hearts and in our minds that your word is the truth, um, that it guides us, that it will uh, keep us uh, in line, Lord, um, that we could uh, stay on the straight and narrow as you desire, Lord, as we pursue you and pursue that word. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for these um, uh, lessons through Timothy, uh, all of them, many of them, Lord, and we ask that you would bring them to our minds, Lord, that we would be changed and continue to be changed and transformed, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening. After hearing the message today, if you'd like to start a relationship with Jesus or rededicate your life to him, why not do it now? Pray with me right where you are. Lord Jesus, I turn from going my own way and I choose to follow you. Forgive me for my sins. I thank you for dying on the cross to cover them and rising again from the dead. I choose now to live for you and I receive your life into mine. Amen. If you prayed with us, get in touch through our contact page at westchesterchapel.org. There you can find more information on how to grow in your faith and where we meet. We'd love to have you join us.